Laela Nishmas Gitel Parobas Batsal. My throat's a little uh my throat's on Yeshiva week, but I'm here. And today's daf Chafamaralif starts with the end of yesterday's discussion. When do we say Kavrabrias takes over Halacha, and when do we say that no matter what, we don't change the Halacha, we don't, even if there's good cause, even if it requires, it will cause embarrassment, we do not change from the Halacha. So the Gemara concludes that with, in general, Ein Chachma the ain eitzah leneged Hashem. There's no, uh, there's no changing what it says in the Torah, for even for very good reasons. However, there are times where we see in the Torah itself that it reveals to us, like the drasha of Shavasaveda, that Kavod Abrius will allow you to sit out from participating in a mitzvah. And especially Shaval Tasa, where Chacham are not instructing you to violate a law, rather to not fulfill an assay, they have some uh, flexibility. Says the Gemara Chafa Medalef, four lines down. Amalei Rav Papa Le'Abaye. My Shna Rishonim. Why are the original, the earlier generations different than us? This Rachish Lahunisa. They had miracles all the time. And why is it that we don't merit the miracles in the same way? So, you know, it's uh, a lot of times we ask for things or we we look at the world and we say the grass is greener on the be- on the other side, right? But and a lot of times it's our perception. Here, the Gemara says the fact that they had Nisim, open miracles, were performed for them, is we know that the people had uh, different challenges, different Nisyanis, but in that way there were generations where there were people who really experienced open Nisim to a higher level. Says the Gemara, Is it because they was bigger they learned more than us? They used to only learn the Seder Nezikin in the time of Rabbi Yehuda. They only learned the laws of damages. But we today, have, uh, Rav Papa said, we have yeshivas which learn everything. We learn Kachim, we learn uh, Tairus, we learn Mayid, uh, we learn all parts, everything. So we learn more in that sense. Now it's interesting that the Gemara thought that would, you know, that he thought that would be a raya, that uh, we learn more subjects. Just because you l- learn more subjects, doesn't mean that you learn more time or more effort, but Al Kapanim that was the that was his question. When Rabbi Yehuda reached Masechtas Oktsin, a woman who boils a pickle, uh, a vegetable, who uh, is uh, soaks it. In a, in a pot, or olives which were pickled and the stems came off. All he said was, This is the Machlaikis Rav and Shmuel, without being able to elaborate or explain. But when we Learn that sugya, that machlekes, kamas nitnam ba'oktsin talesa masifta. 
we uh, we we have thirteen mesiftas, thirteen different explanations that we have on it on that case. So it's interesting of all the examples that he found one case where it seems like in his time, in Papa's time, they gave more pshatim. If you look in Rashi on the right-hand margin, a little further down, but Tlaser Masiftav, but Yud Gimel Panim, Yesh Beinenu Mishno Brayse Shal Shisha Sidre Sedarim, Masech Tzutzin Gami Be Yud Gimel Panim Kegon Mishnas Rebbe Reb Chia O Mishnas Bar Kafre Vlevi Vitanu De Be Shmuel Vachirin Zach Sedarim Rebbe Masne Elchus Abi Yud Gimel Panim. So we really had Masech Tzutzin that we learned, that we understood, and we had 13 pshatim, and they couldn't give any pshatim. They just said it's a machlekes, Rabbi Shmuel. So why is it that our learning would be a cause for, for why, how could you say that our learning is on a level which doesn't merit miracles like they did in the generation of Rabbi Yehuda, when in fact our learning seems to be at least on par, if not... Uh, in some way higher. And where do we see that Rabbi Yehuda merited generations, miracles, Vila Rabbi Yehuda, Shalif, Chad Misane, when Rabbi Yehuda would remove one shoe, Asi Mitra, it would start to rain. All he had to do was uh, threaten to take off his shoes almost, and miracles would start happening for him. Vanan, if we need rain and there's a drought, we cry, we scream, we daven, and we still don't merit such an open miracle. Amalei Kamoi, so Abaye had to answer of Papa. Amalei Kamoi, have a Kamasi, Nafshayu, Akadushis Hashem. In earlier generations, they were much bigger at being nefesh to be So the sanctity of Hashem's name could be that you're learning more. You're learning more Torah. That could be. But at the end of the day, there's a certain amount of Mesir's nefesh that they had for Kiddush Hashem that we don't have. And of course, like our Gemara likes to prove with a story. Kihad de Rav Adabar Ava. Like the story with Rav Adabar Ava. Chazilahi Kutis. Dehavas Lavisha Kabalta Beshuka. He saw a woman who he understood to be a Jewish lady who wasn't, who intentionally didn't keep the mitzvah of shatnas, the forbidden mixture of wool and linen. And he was able to see in her clothing that uh, she had this. Sava de Basisral, he thought she was Jewish. Come, Kairimine, he ripped it off of her. So uh, that's a, that's a, that means that somebody has to be willing to put themselves out there like that, to take such a strong action. They have to be extremely zealous and extremely makbid on people keeping Torah mitzvahs, and that was considered a huge amount of Mesir Snafesh for Kiddush Hashem. Says the Gemara, the problem was, it turns out she wasn't even Jewish. And the courts assessed him with a fine of 400 zuz. Amalei, so he said to her, Mashim, what's your name? Amalei Matun. She answered, my name is Matun. Amalei, Matun, Matun, Arba Zuz Shavia. So he said, Matun, Matun is the equivalent of 400, of 400. Says Rashi, three lines before they get really wide. Matun, Matun, Lashin Me'esan. Dalad Mayos, base palm, base Mayos, Klaimar, Hashem Garimli. So it seems like the name, he said, your name is 400. Rashi's Lashen Acher, Matun Lashen Hamtana, 
If I would have waited, I guess I would have waited and seen, confirmed that you're not Jewish, then I would have saved myself 400 Zos. It's a very interesting story for the Gemara to bring as a raya of Masiris Nefesh for Kiddush Hashem. But we see that he, he was able, he was, in the end, he merited to be, to, to pay 400 Zos, a lot of money, to, for his efforts at making sure that nobody desecrated the laws of Shatnas openly. Rav Gido have a rugel to have a ka'azo v'yasev ashari ditfila. Speaking about interesting stories, the Gemara goes on with another story. Rav Gido have a rugel, he used to sit to have a ka'azo v'yasev ashari ditfila. And he would sit by the entrance to the mikvah where women would go to be taivol. And he would pass in mikvah shaylas, he would teach them the laws, how you're meant to, how you're meant to, to taivol. Amalahu, Amalai Rabbanan, Laika, Mistafi Mar, Sahara. Are you not afraid of the evil inclination? Person puts himself, uh, a person puts himself in a place where women are getting undressed and going to conduct private affairs. There's a person that's uh, you're opening yourself up to the HR to push you to do something inappropriate. Amalahu. So what was Rav Gidol's answer? Amalahu damim ki ka'ake I don't actually see or think about these women. Rather, to me, they appear like white ducks. Rashi's Ovzim Levenim. Like white ducks. I'm not uh, sure. I'm sure there's many Agad Tapshatim. What does that mean? Uh, that he, they appear to him like Avuzim Levenim. But basically... To me, he's just. I'm just here to answer Tahira, Toman Tahira Shailas, to create Lavan, which is white, which is purity. And I'm so focused on that that I'm not worried about the Eitzahara pushing me astray. Says the Gemara, that's not the only story. Rabbi Yechanan have a ruggle to have a ka'al, v'yasev ashari ditzvila. Rabbi Yechanan as well would sit by the place the entrance to where women would go to be table the amar kisalkom why would i do that because i want that when the the women the jewish women who went to immerse themselves after they come out and they're on their way home mistaklumbi they should look at me gaze on me and they'll have beautiful children like me. It's very interesting. So Rashi explains the second wide line down in Rashi. Rabbi Yechanan was very good looking. Even Rebbevo's beauty came from him. So Rabbi Yechanan was a very good-looking, beautiful person. And he believed that if they look at him, it'll influence the, the, how their children will look. Amrile Rabbanan, like a fist to me, commist me ma'ama bisha. Are you not afraid of Ayin Hara? Amrilehu. I come from the, I'm a descendant of Yosef. And Shevet Yosef does not have to worry about Ayin Hara. Ben Porat Yosef, Ben Porat Alei Ayin. The Pasuk, the Bracha of Yosef was that I will be alei ayin, protected from the ayin hara. I'll take you alei 
ayin, ela oile ayin. It goes on top of me. It doesn't hit me. So he said, being that I'm from Shevet Yosef, I know that I don't have to worry about the Sahara and the Satan trying to place upon me uh, some type of ayin uh, hara for my beauty. At the end of the day, if everybody's looking at you and saying, oh, I wish I had children as beautiful as Rabbi Yechran, usually we would say that you're calling attention to yourself. That would be, uh, that would be, an, you know, that would bring an ayin hara on you. And here the Gemara doesn't seem, Rabbi Yechanan doesn't seem worried. He says, I'm protected. Which is interesting, because he's not saying that you're right, that people won't give me an Ayin Hara. People will maybe be jealous. People will talk about my beauty, and it will become something which is worthy of an Ayin Hara. I just, that, that he's not denying. But I personally don't have to worry about that, because I'm from Shevet Yetzif. We have a different source to teach you that the ayin hara which people will give doesn't actually affect Rabbi Yechanan. The pasuk says, "You shall multiply and become many in the land." Ma dagim v'yidgu is like the word dog. The shorish is fish. Ma dagim shabiyam. Just like, how do the fish stay alive? Because the water co- covers them, keeps them t- protected. And the evil eye cannot affect them. Right? Uh, there's refraction. Anything, anybody, any ayin hara, so to speak, on the fish cannot uh, get it. It's distorted. So too, the descendants of Yosef, who are uh, are protected like the fish are. The Gemara says, finally, he answers their question with the answer they've been waiting to hear: that if I keep uh, somebody who doesn't look at what's not his, to Fulfill them is not worried about ayin hara. Rashi says, Somebody is not trying to steal another person's uh, wife will uh, doesn't have to worry about ayin hara. So the concept that if you're from Shevet Yosef, you don't have to worry it about Ayin Hara, is enough to protect me from having all the women in my town say, what an amazing, what a beautiful looking person Rabbi Eichanan is. And therefore he wasn't worried. But the Gemara is not saying that Ayin Hara is not in general for everybody else. It seems like the Gemara is saying that, uh, yeah, a person has to be careful that people shouldn't talk about their beauty, people shouldn't talk about what they have, because it will give them an Ayin Hara, even if it's beyond your control, it still will have a negative effect on you. The, um, the One of the things a lot of people are makbah to eat is fish on Shabbos. And one of the reasons is because fish, fish reminds you that, that you want to be protected from Ayinhara like the fish. Says the Mishnah on the bottom of Chafa Aleph. Nashim va'avadim uktanim peturin mikriyashama. So we have a whole new subject here in Hilchas Kriyashama. Women, servants, ktanim, minors, are potter from Kriyashama. Says Rashi, Nashim va'avadim uktanim peturin mikriyashama. Rashi gives it away. He doesn't even make us wait for the Gemara. Why is that so? Rashi is because it's a time-dependent mitzvah. And we already passed in the Kedushin. The Nashim Petur Medar Raisa Utfilin Nami Mitzvah Asesha Zman Grama The Savar Lail of Shabbos Lav Zman Tfilin Ninu How are 
tefillin and tefillin considered a mitzvah zeisha is mangrama, you can put them on the whole day, not like Shema, but since you don't put them on on Shabbos or at night, therefore it's not considered, uh, and therefore it is considered a mitzvah zeisha is mangrama. Says the Mishnah. So again, Nashim Avadnu Ketanim Peturim Kriyashma, Chafam at Beis on the top. Says the Mishnah, Uminat Tefillin, Bechayavin Betfilo Muzuzu Bech Samazin. However, they're obviously obligated in things which are not time dependent, which are, and the, the Mishnah gives three examples: davening, mezuzah, and benching. Says the Gemara, Krishma Pshita Mitzvah Sesheshes Man Gramahu Vachamitzvah Sesheshes Man Grama Nashim Peturais. Why do we have need a Mishnah to tell me that women are exempt from reciting Shema in the morning and Shema in the evening? If it's a time-dependent Mitzvah, we already know that women are exempt. And for the Gemara, Ma'od the Tema Ha'il Ve'Isbe Malchus Shemayim Kamash Malat. So this, that uh, Krishma is not just fulfilling the mitzvah of Uvashach Bechavukumecha, right? We are fulfilling the command of saying it every morning and every evening. But it's also when a person says Shema, they're accepting upon themselves the yoke of heaven. It's a very fundamental commandment to being a Jew. So maybe you would think, even though it's mitzvah sasecha is my grandma, we have exceptions to every rule. This is going to be an exception that Shema is necessary because they're, they're also obligated to, to accept Malchus Shemayim. Kamash no. Women are actually exempt. Says the Gemara. Minat Tefillin. Women are pater from putting a Tefillin and a Katan is put potter from putting on tefillin. Pshita. <laughs> of course they're potter from putting on tefillin. So Rashi actually explained the reason why a katan is potter from putting on tefillin is because a katan is not, it not nothing to do with Mrs. Sashay's my grandma, just to be clear on that. It's because a katan is not considered that he'll keep himself clean while wearing tefillin. But why? Why does the mission even need to tell me that they so? Uh, it's, for a woman, it's a mitzvah is my grandma. Cotton, it's it's uh, not fitting. So what's the chiddush here? Says the Gemara. Mao the tema kamash malan. Since we find the hackish between tefillin. And mezuzah so therefore I would have thought maybe that uh, that that's something which they are just like a woman who is obligated to have mezuzah up in her house. So I would think she's also obligated in ukshatem in, in tying and putting on tefillin. Kamash on the time of the Mishnah that we have no such hekesh. The chayavin Women are actually, in fact, obligated to daven. Says the Gemara. So the Bach changes over here. The Bach says, um, "Okay, they don't have the full gears. The Rachminenu, because it's uh, it's 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 asking Hashem. It's a bakasha. Hayol uksebe erev avaykev etzarayim commences to say my grandmadami." So what then do I need the Mishnah to tell me? That it's why would I think this mitzvah of all the mitzvahs in the Torah, a woman is exempt? Why wouldn't I think it's obvious that she has to daven every day? So it's like, well, because it's uh, it says that you say you daven three times a day. So it's like in that sense, tefillah very much is viewed by us. As a mitzvah, say Shazman Grama, as a time dependent mitzvah, just like uh, Shema. Kamash Mulan, no. 
That's not the same thing. By Shema, it says, When you go to sleep, when you awaken, the mitzvahs, specifically those times. Dominating, it's throughout the day, even though it mentions evening, morning, and in the afternoon. But it's not incumbent. So the times of davening are not incumbent on a woman. But the concept of davening is is still a requirement. Uba mezuzah says the Gemara. The Mishnah told us that a woman is chayv and mezuzah. Pshita. Of course, why not? It's a mitzvah in the Torah. Since women are not commanded to learn, maybe I would have thought that mezuzah is a form of, is a part of learning Torah. And Kamash no. Yes, women are exempt from the obligation to study every day, but they're not exempt from having a mezuzah which has Torah in it on their door. Now, I'm, I'm assuming the case that we're asking is a case where a woman owns her own home or property. What happens if a woman lives with a man and he doesn't want to put on a mezuzah on the door, but it's his house? Does she become obligated because she's living there, because she's the wife? She's a... Uh, and maybe even the house is in her name. Does she? Is that the mezuzah we're talking about, or are we only talking about where she has full control over the household where it's her house. That's just, I'm assuming the mission is talking about where it's actually her property. Rashi says, what would I think, because it's a little hard to understand the connection between mezuzah and Talmud Torah when it comes to the, the obligation of learning, of studying. Seems to me like it has nothing to do with the obligation of filling a pasuk in the Torah that says you have to write a mezuzah. So Rashi on the left-hand margin says, Nakish mezuzah uh, l'talmud Torah. There's a hekish of mezuzah to learning Torah. D'ksivli matem oisamas b'neichem, you shall teach your sons. V'samach le'uchsavtam. And right next to uchsavtam where it says you shall write mezuzahs. Matamud lo'im enoshim p'turis. Avagav de'enu z'vayim gramma rachmanu patrinu d'ksiv as b'neichem v'loi b'neiseichem. The commandment to teach the children is written in Lash and Zachar that it's an obligation on the men. So maybe I would think that Uchsavtam also it's only an obligation on the men. In order that you shall live a long life. Only men need a long life, women also need to live long. So from Rashi, it seems to me that it's telling me. In a case where it doesn't matter necessarily who, uh, even if it's not her house, even if it's her husband's house, but it seems like since they both have a chiv, maybe she also has the, if her husband doesn't want to put up a mezuzah, she still has the mitzvah. Because it's 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 dafka in a place where I would think it's the man's mitzvah, where Rashi says we're learning that it's actually the woman also has the obligation. Says the Gemara, uh, to bench after a person eats, they have to say a bracha. Frankly, Gemara, pshita. Why would I? It's obvious. Why would I think differently? Where do you get this from? Where does the Tana come off of that the Tana thinks that that's even a chiddush? Since the pasuk says. Where's this pasuk from? There's a pasuk in Shemais. Hashem gave you food in the morning to, and the evening, and bread in the morning to be satisfied. So the we see from there. You might think, since when the Jews are complaining, and Hashem gave them meat and man and lechem, the Pasuk mentions 
the times of the morning and the evening. So maybe you'll think that that's l'sayvat, uh, which is what the bracha that you're making, you're making a blessing on the satisfaction that you get. You might have thought that that transforms it into a mitzvah sasecha as man grama. No, women are also chayiv. You could argue that that pasuk that maybe it was really the men who were complaining for the food more than the women. The men wanted to know where the meat is, but uh, says the Gemara, "Kamashmalan." No, it's not considered mitzvah. Is my grandma? Amar Rab Ada by Ava says of Ada by Ava. Nashim chayavos bekiddush ayayim vertera. When it comes to making kiddush on Shabbos, women have a midaraisa, a biblical obligation to hear Kiddush or to make Kiddush but they can't eat without making Kiddush and they can't uh, they have a Chiv every Shabbos to say Kiddush Hayyim the Gemara Amai Mitzvah Zesh Yisman Gramahu Bechol Mitzvah Zesh Yisman Gramah Nashim Peturus isn't that a time dependent Mitzvah so Rashi says Kiddush Hayyim, Mitzvah Zesh Yisman Gramah, says Rashi on the left-hand margin, Zachar Zayim HaShabbos L'Kadshay, those words that we say in Kiddush, Shabbos Day, to remember and to sanctify the Shabbos, Zachru Alayayin, is the Mitzvah on wine, and it's a Mitzvah that says, Yayim HaShabbos. Amrabayim Midrabanan. You're right, the time of the Mishnah, Never meant to say that there's a diarisa obligation, but rather Abaya says it's only an obligation with Rabbanon because it's a misinterpretation of Mangrama. Ahamulei Rava v'hadzah Tyra Kamar. Rav Adar is telling you that it's a, a diarisa. So why are you telling me you're right? I don't have a source for a diarisa obligation, but it's only a Rabbanon. The question was, where do you see the obligation of the Raisa? V'ayid. Furthermore, call mitzvah say, nechayvinu midrabanan. Ella, that's not a even a mitzvah seisha is man grama that women are potter in midrabanan. They have times when they mechayiv, so that's not a chiddush of the Tana to say. Ella, Amarav, Amakrav, Zacher, Veshamor. Says Rabbah, of course, there's a derisa obligation for women to to, to be mekadosh the yoyim to say kiddush on Shabbos or to hear it. Since it says the pasuk says you shall remember Shabbos and you shall guard the Shabbos. Since women, of course, are obligated in all the violations and all the restrictions of Shabbos, so too they're obligated in the mitzvah sayayim of Shabbos. Once you're included in the in the lois assays, then you become included in the essay. Rashi explains, "Vahani nashi esnu b'shmir detnan." When it comes to punishment, when it comes to the lavin and the 39 malachas, that we never have a question. The whole discussion of mitzvah, time exempt mitzvahs, as being a heter, as being an exemption from mitzvahs for women only is talking about a positive commandment, not a negative commandment. So therefore, once you have a mitzvah, there's a lav, uh, the, the Shabbos is this unique thing where Zachar and Shammar are tied together. The positive commandments of sanctifying Shabbos and the prohibitions of the lavin are one package deal, and women get both. But according to Abaye, it seems, there's no Chiyav Daraisa. But according to Rava, which is usually how we pass them when you have a Machloik, it's Rava and Abaye, the women are obli- seem to be obligated with Daraisa in Kiddush, Shabbos, on Shabbos. Amalei Ravina le Rava. Nashim Bebechus Mazen Daraisa Drabana. 
Now that you're telling me that women have a biblical, uh, the rice obligation on Kiddush, what about in benching? What about Bech Zamozin? The rice of the Rabbanon. The So the Gemara says, what's the Nafkamina, whether it's the rice of the Now it's very strange for us to ask that question, the Nafkamina. I mean, any time you have a rice of the Rabbanon, you usually have a tremendous amount of differences. First of all, the level of obligation is a different level of obligation. We just got finished an entire Gemara telling us that ein chachma ve'ein das ve'ein tvunu ve'ein das neged Hashem that there's no etzus when it comes to a mitzvah natura even when there's kavod abrius. But midrabanan we so gave examples like by a melech by in different examples where we see the chachamim if by tomatahira if the chachamim needed they could if it's only drabanan. They have some wiggle room to be lenient in certain situations. And then how Ravina, Rav asks Ravina, and We know already from the previous figure there's tremendous differences. Rashi explains what are the stadim over here. Rashi, a little further up, left-hand margin, says, I would think it's the Raisa, that it's a Torah obligation, because it's actually the ob- obligation to recite Birch Zamazan after you eat, to thank Hashem for it, is learnt out of a Pasuk. You shall eat, you, you ate and you were satisfied. Probably Mitzvah Seishayin as Grama. It's a regular Mitzvah say in the Torah, is to bench. So then what's my Tzad, what's my thinking that it could be Drabana? The ksiv ala aretz atoyva asher nosan lach aretz lenitnen lenukevus this chalik. Since the general distribution of Eretz Yisrael was given out to the male based on the male members of the household at the time when Eretz Yisrael was split up, therefore I would say the same way the pasuk continues that you've been satisfied from the land, the good land of Eretz Yisrael that I gave you, if it wasn't given out to women, it was div- the division went along the lines of men, then the women should be exempt from thanking Hashem for the food from it as well. And of course, everybody's thinking, but we already know, the famous daughters of Tzalafchad who were almost got shortchanged, it's so, it seems like, in the Pesukim. And because of them, as Galgan's Chusay Dezakai, it's mentioned in the Torah that their case was unique, that they also, even though they were not the male head of the household, they got a portion of Eretz Yisrael directly to them. Says Rashi, it's still not directly to them, but rather it was they got their father's portion. So therefore, al we have a, it seems like we have a, a good source. If you were to tell me that it was only a rabbinical obligation to bench, I would say that makes sense. I can learn that out of the. Uh, I can learn that out of the fact that the chalta b'savata, the pasuk which teaches us that there is a the rice obligation to bench, is really referring to the people who inherited the land of Eretz Yisrael, of which it was distributed according to the men. Says the Gemara. Lemaynaf Gemina. So at the end of the day, Rabba is asking Ravina, what's the difference? Says the Gemara, in order to know if a woman could be mighty uh, others with their obligation. E Amrit the Raisa. If a woman is obligated to bench, so then she has the same level of obligation as any men. She could be mighty others or other. Mai. 
But if it's only midrabanan, so then she midrabanan. Somebody has any less obligation. Midaraisa, she's not considered obligated to bench to recite Birchus Hamazam, and she would not be able to recite it on behalf of others, and just by their answering Amen, they would fulfill their obligation. Tashima. What's the, what, what is it? Deraisa Drabana. Tashima. Be'emes Amru ben mevarech la'aviv ve'eved mevarech la'rabai ve'ishu mevarechas la'bailo. Avalavu chachamim tavei Me'ara la Adam she ishtevanu mevarchin lai. So Gemara says, really, a wife could have a, could 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 say the benching, could say the bracha, or even a katan for the husband or the father. For example, Rashi says, if the father doesn't know how to bench, the the wife, uh, the the son, or the wife could uh, could could uh, have them in mind. Why didn't they do it? It's not a good thing. This rice that says in really a woman could be mighty. A man doesn't make sense if you tell me that a woman's obligation is like a mitzvah man grama where it's only a drabanan it's a, a, a less of an obligation the only way it's possible is if they're the same level of obligation what about a katan on this whole brisa needs a pshat it's so very interesting the Gemara says Really, you didn't eat. We're talking about in a case where the, the nobody in the at the meal ate enough to be obligated to to make an after blessing midaraisa. Says Rashi, Shir Drabanan, Kagon Kazayis Lerav Meir Ukebeitz Lerav Yehudah Midaraisa Vachaltos Varachluksev Avad B'Shir Kihai Lo Mechayev Al Midrabanan Ukasi Katan Drabanan Mapegadol. If you want to be obligated to recite a blessing on the food that you ate, it has to be, the Torah says, you ate visavata, and you were satisfied. Most uh, Nobody becomes satisfied, or at least general rule, you don't become considered, you're not satisfied from eating the size of a kezayis or the size of a beitza. These are very small shiurim relative to a full meal. So they, they can't be an obligation of Uveirachta to bless Hashem for the food unless you had Vesabata. So if you have a meal where everybody ate a Shirdrabanan, so only Midrabanan are you obligated in benching. In such a case, the Mishnah is telling you that a Katan or a woman could be Maitzi a man, according to this Gemara. I remember many years ago, I was once in Nechama Bakery near the mirror and we were somebody asked you how many ragalach do you have to eat in order to be obligated to bench and we were talking about alamichia and Rabbi Asharieli happened to walk into the bakery Rabbi Asharieli gives one of the largest shurim in the world on a daily basis and I asked him to make alamichia how many ragalach do you need so he was clearing between three, two or three. But he didn't think two, but three definitely would obligate you in Alamechia. So you have to have a minimum amount of, she, uh, of food that you ate in order to be obligated to thank Hashem for it. Says the Gemara. Uh, says the Gemara. Darish Rev Avira as follows. Zimnan Amalem Mishmedra of Ami, Vizimnan Amalem Mishmedra of Asi. Amru Malachi Ashar Sapnea Kajish Baruchu. The Malachim say as follows. Kasim Sarah Sasha Lais upon him, Laika Shaikat, Valayat Nois upon him, the Israel, Vixivisa Shampanavelacha. 
says in the Torah that Hashem, one of the praises of God, is that He doesn't take bribery. Yet, on a consistent basis, you Hashem take bribery from the Jewish people. Of course I should turn with favor and to have Rachmanus on the Yidin because they bench even when they eat the smallest amount that you could possibly call uh, a meal, a kazais or a kibetza, and yet they still thank me. It's very interesting that this Gemara references a, a, a discussion between the Malachim and Hashem with regard to eating, because that's one of the proofs that when the Malachim didn't want to give the Torah, there's another Gemara, I don't recall where it is, the Gemara says that when Moshe Rabbeinu came up on top of our Sinai to take the Torah, the Malachim didn't want to give it. The Malachim said that people, how could you give it to people? They don't deserve it. And Moshe Rabbeinu said, answer. Hashem said to Moshe, answer. And Moshe Rabbeinu, one of the answers that he gave is that when you Malachim, when you angels came down to Avram, disguised as Arabs, you ate basav achalav. You ate meat and, and milk. And we don't eat meat and milk. So you don't deserve the Torah. And that's one of the arguments that he gave them. So here we find another time when our consumption of food, which seems to be a very physical, mundane act, is actually part of what differentiates us from Malachim, in that we are able to serve Hashem with the, through the consumption of food and through benching Hashem for it. Says the Mishnah, bottom of Chafam at base, Someone who is a Balkari, who is not pure due to having a nocturnal emission of Toma, an incident of Toma, so till they go and table themselves in a mikvah, they are Tame, and they can't even say any words of learning of Torah. Rather, Mahara Baliboy, they should think it in their hearts, the Ainimavarik, and not make brachos. The Almazain, so Bikhus Kriya Shema, somebody who's a Balkari, shouldn't even say Shema. Rather they should go through the Shema in their heads and have Kavana and just for the Shema. Even in their minds, in their hearts, for the blessings, says the Gemara, or says the Mishnah, you know, they have to eat. Let's say they can't go to the mikvah yet. They have to eat. Tanakama says, the brachari shina, they shouldn't make, because there's no obligation of the raisa. It's the, the, from the Torah, we only see and you have eaten visavata, and you have been satisfied uverachta, and you bench. But the bracha beforehand, they shouldn't even think in their minds. So a person can't say Hashem's name at all when they're in the state of tumult. Rabbi Yehuda argues, Rabbi Yehuda mivarch lefnei melachareim, that you actually make both brachas. Amar Ravina says the Gemara. Zoyse meres here kedibradami. This must mean that. If you had in mind, if you had something in your heart, so to speak, where you thought those thoughts, that that's considered an equivalent to speech. Rashi says, That it's teaching me a huge chiddush. Not just somebody who's a Balkari, somebody who's Tame, but even somebody who's not, and they wanted to have Kavana Balibai, would be Yaitza. Would fulfill the obligation. The Isal Kadaitach Lav Kedibadami says, I'll prove it to you. Because if you think that it's not on the same level, Lav Mahar, what does it help to have these, uh, to have in mind Kriya Shema 
and think, go through all the words of Shema and the meaning in your mind, what does that help if it's not the equivalent of speech? Says the Gemara, you have to have some sort of, uh, it's considered like speech. Where did we learn that out? We learned that out of the time when Abai Hasinai, the Moshe Rabbeinu, had to separate from his wife. Uh, so we see that it is like speech. Rav Chizda Amar, here, lav kadibur dami, no such luck. Says Rav Chizda, the Isak Kedaita Chir Kedibur Dami Yaitz B'Svasav Elamai Chir Lav Kedibur Dami Lama Mahar. So then, if that's true, that it's not like you uttered something from your lips, why then bother even to say Shema in your heart, in your mind? Am Rabbi Lazar Kedai Shalei Kol Olam Kedai Shalei Yehu Kol Olam Oiskin Bay Vehu Yeshivu Batal Ven Batal. Because at the end of the day, yeah, everybody's saying Shema. If you're not going to at least pretend that you're part of the Tzibar, it's not going to look good. You should at least, you're doing it really just to fulfill the spirit of the law, but you're not actually fulfilling the, you're, you're an Inus, you're Tameh. What can you do? You're not actually getting the Schat, but you don't want to sit there doing nothing. Says the Gemara of Nigris, so just say, just learn the last parak. The Bach says uh, it's talk Hilchas Darachers. Amar of Adabaraba, Bedava Shatzibar Aiskumba. It doesn't mean just to sit there with the Tzibar and pick something else to study. It has to be what the what what, what everybody else is learning. You have to be part of the tzibur, even if you're exempt, even if you're not able to fulfill the mitzvah that they are. The Gemara says we have another Mishnah that's coming up, the Sefer of this Mishnah, the end of the Mishnah, which tells you if somebody remembered that they were actually Tame, they were actually Balkari, and they were in the middle of davening, they shouldn't start, but if they started, they should shorten what they're saying. So, Shani Tvila, the last Mamalcha Shemayim. Says Gemara Tvila, it seems like as long as you're not saying, Baruch Atah Hashem, Lekenu Melech Ha'olam, the words Melech Ha'olam in Shemona Esrei, that allows you to finish it, to finish the Shemona Esrei with the Tzibah. But, to stam learn something else, we don't tell you to do. And to say Shema, you also can't do. Your only option left is to participate like a member of the congregation, like a member of the tzibur, and to, and to, uh, but not to say things which about carry shouldn't, the uh, shame malchus, the melech Allah. It's very interesting because by Shema, we actually have another Allah, not relevant to about carry. And uh, if I remember correctly, if your person's at a place where they can't interrupt in davening, they can't be mafsik, but they're in shul and the whole shul starts to say the first pasuk of Shema, they should at least cover their eyes, even if they're not saying the words of Shema, they're just continuing davening what they're saying in order to show that they're not denying, they're not breaking away from everybody else when it comes time to Kabbalah's Omachos Shemayim. That is the conclusion of Daf Chaf Ahmed Bey's. Tomorrow I'll be back in Hollywood, bright and early, 6 10 a.m. Amir Tzashev. Have a wonderful day.